Georgie was far too upright of purpose to dream of making his sisters drunk, but he was willing to make great sacrifices in order to render them kind. What the inner circle would do about this cook he had no idea. He must talk to Lucia about it before the advanced class tomorrow morning. But anything was better than letting Hermie and Ursie loose in Rhizome with their rude laughs and discreditable exposures. This evening, safely over, he could discuss with Lucia what was to be done, for Hermie and Ursie would have vanished at cockcrow as they were going in for some golf competition at a safe distance. Lucia might recommend doing nothing at all, and wish to continue enlightening studies as if nothing had happened. But Georgie felt that the romance would have evaporated from the classes as regards himself. Or again, they might have to get rid of the guru somehow. He only felt quite sure that Lucia would agree with him that Daisy Quantock must not be told. She, with her thwarted ambitions of being the prime dispenser of guruism to Rhizome, might easily turn nasty, and let it be widely known that she and Robert had seen through that fraud long ago, and had considered whether they should not offer the guru the situation of cook in their household, for which he was so much better qualified. She might even add that his leanings towards her pretty housemaid had alone dissuaded her. The evening went off with a success more brilliant than Georgie had anticipated, and it was quite unnecessary to open the second bottle of champagne. Hermie and Ursie, perhaps under the influence of the first, perhaps from innate good nature, perhaps because they were starting so very early next morning and wanted to be driven into Brinton, instead of taking a slower and earlier train at this station, readily gave up their project of informing the whole of Rhizome of their discovery, and went to bed as soon as they had rooked their brother of eleven shillings at Cutthroat Bridge. They continued to say, I'll play the guru, whenever they had to play a knave, but Georgie found it quite easy to laugh at that, so long as the humour of it did not spread. He even himself said, I'll guru you then, when he took a trick with the knave of trumps. The agitation and uncertainty caused him not to sleep very well, and in addition there was a good deal of disturbance in the house, for his sisters had still all their packing in front of them when they went to bed, and the doze that preceded sleep was often broken by the sound of the banging of luggage, the clash of golf clubs, and steps on the stairs as they made ready for their departure. But after a while these disturbances ceased, and it was out of a deep sleep that he awoke with the sense that some noise had awakened him. Apparently they had not finished yet, for there was surely some faint stir of movement somewhere. Anyhow, they respected his legitimate desire for quiet, for the noise, whatever it was, was extremely stealthy and subdued. He thought of his absurd lark about burglars on the night of their arrival, and smiled at the notion. His toupee was in a drawer close to the bed, but he had no substantial impulse to put it on and make sure that the noise was not anything other than his sister's preparations for their early start. 